0: Hey, everybody, welcome back to the Winner Circle. I'm Derek Lavasser. And I'm Cody Calafuri. And we are here to talk about the seventh evicted house guest, Derek X. And I say talk about and not with because he's not technically with us. As mm-hmm. we mentioned last week, what we're doing, the format, we didn't go into the details too much, but we have to send our questions to CBS. CBS then has someone there who relays those questions to Derek X. So as you already know, if you watched last week's episode, we are basically playing the recording in the background and reacting to it. It's kind of the best we can do. It's not ideal. We both admitted after we recorded last week that we really enjoyed the uh, face-to-face interaction. It's it's a lot more fun but we understand the reason behind it he's now in jury he's the second jury member we don't know with 100% certainty that there isn't a jury buyback although we both don't think there is mm. but for the sake of the uh, for the integrity of the vote there's very little interaction that we can have with these house guests and,
1: and we understand why right yeah it's definitely understandable you and i I mean, I I would be very frustrated if I was in the game and then they had a live interaction and God forbid something slipped up and it affected the outcome of the game. So it's understandable. I gotta be honest with you, there's a part of me that liked our live interaction, but there's also a part of me that really enjoys how we can kind of break down. It gives the person that's evicted a little bit more of a breakdown of their game than we really get to spend in the episodes or than we really would get to get into, if we were live, um, interviewing them because we have that allotted time. this kind of gives us time to kind of open up to however long we want to take this. And so I, I kind of like it. I think uh, I think it's cool. Cool either yeah, way. Definitely pros and cons. And it's one of those things where at least CBS is
0: still giving us some level of access to them. Just want to say a quick thank you to you guys. We've been asking for questions on Instagram. We've been reading them every week. There's some really good ones, guys. I yeah. wish we had, you know, 20, 30 minutes with Derek X and all the other house guests to ask all of your questions because there's some questions in there where we're like Damn, that's a good question. There was one this week about uh, alliances where we knew it wouldn't fly because CBS would say, oh, you're giving too much away. But keep them coming every week. We appreciate the engagement, and it it allows us to see where your heads are at, and it allows us to kind of shape our questions as well. So we we really do appreciate the the interaction, and uh, it makes it a lot more fun for us.
1: Yeah yeah so without further ado let's uh let's jump right into it this is Derek X this is really just like the introduction um when he found out you know I'm, I'm being interviewed by the Winner circle with Derek and Cody so here's his reaction to that and uh just some follow-up statements he had after that
2: hey okay so Derek and Cody these are two players I actually have seen um I love both of you guys Derek, your game was too good. I knew that I could never replicate that. But Cody, I actually come to this house, wanted to play like you. But after that first week, I knew that I couldn't play the same game as you. Uh, And I just had to, like, honestly get lucky. Like, I knew from after that first week for me to win the season, I needed a lot of luck.
1: Okay, so uh Derek, you couldn't be replicated, but Cody, that's more an attainable goal. I think I can replicate your game. So let me uh let me yeah, go do, for it. Do, do a little shade at you. I do you a little, little shade at you there. At first, I'm like I'm like, oh, he, oh, nice. I Cody, I like almost like to the to a point where I was like, oh man, maybe he's gonna give me a compliment, but it it was you know it was a compliment, but it was. uh I do think I do think what he was saying, and I'm I'm not just saying this to sugarcoat it. He
0: definitely said my game is not replicable. So you know, let's just put that. This <laughs> just put that aside. It's um, not really that big of a deal. Not that what? big of a deal. Can never be done again. No big deal. <laughs> but um, but I do think his attributes, what he possesses, being super smart, good memory, great uh, great athlete, good you know, good in competitions. His style, his just natural abilities are more in line with your game. Yeah. Um, and so I would say if if I were to say, ooh. What kind of game did was Derek X trying to play? It would absolutely be similar yeah. to yours. I think I might even have said that a week or two into the show because he is a very similar player to you, just not as aware of his surroundings as you are. That's probably yeah. where the one the big difference is, in my opinion.
1: Yeah, he's a really good player. I, I really feel bad for him, but if you guys listen to the the live episode, um, the recap, I. I I'm really disappointed to be actually listening to this interview, because I, w- I really was hoping that he went a little bit further. Ultimately, both of us felt that it was only a matter of time anyways, but I would have liked him to go uh, a little bit further.
0: Yeah, we like them all. and I mean, that's the good thing about the season. Uh, Derek X gets into it a little bit later, but it was a really good job with the cast. Mm-hmm. They just really did a really good job. A lot of dynamic players, smart players. Um, there's not a lot of duds in there. Everyone's kind of there to play the game, so... Mm-hmm. Um, Overall, good. just like everybody else we said, we're not just saying it to say it. If there was someone on there we really didn't like, you guys would know. It would show even if we didn't say it. But Derek X was one of the good ones, and you can tell just from watching this interview as he's interacting with us, very charismatic guy, easy to get along with, and it's
1: easy to see why he was liked in the house. Correct. Um, so that brings us to our first question, which again, as you guys know, just to preface this, we ask the same questions. There's four questions that we ask similar to each house guest just to hear their different perspectives because each of them play either a week longer, a week shorter, go to the end of the game, almost make it to the maybe the final three. And so I think it's cool to give you guys a perspective because each of these people are very different and had very different games. And so the first question as always is what were your expectations before going into the house and now that you've been in there were those expectations met and if not how were they different? And here's his answer.
2: Different. Um this isn't even like game related. The biggest expectation that I had was that I wasn't going to like anyone in the house. Like actually like at a genuine deep level, someone that I would hang out with like daily when I le- left the house. Um, and that expectation was completely shattered. They hit it out of the park with casting this season. Um, you guys could tell from week one, love Travis from day one, love Travis. Uh, but ultimately that was our downfall. And then like, as I continue through the game, like Tiffany, Hannah, Claire, we end up growing like very deep friendships. Um, so I think that was the biggest thing for me is, I uh, did not expect to form genuine connections coming onto the show, but these are people that I would honestly hang out with, uh, visit any day of the week.
1: So what I'll say to that first is he starts off talking about how he didn't, he came in not thinking he would actually like anybody. And that's kind of surprising because who, whoever thinks they're going to go in there and just be like, ah, I'm not going to care about anybody. And it's something that we hear a lot. A lot of house guests were like, you know, I didn't think I was going to go in there. I thought I was going to be able to backstab, cut everybody's throat, you know, do whatever I had to do. And then they're like, oh, well, surprise, surprise. I can form genuine connections. It's like, what do these people think? This isn't the gladiator ring when you're going to play big brother. It's not like if I, I live, you die or else I die and you live. It's not that like I, I, I was kind of surprised when I heard him say that because I was like, You seem like a nice guy. You seem like a genuine guy. He seems like a person that would be easy to get along with a lot of people. So it was surprising to hear him say he thought he was going to go in and not have a connection with anybody. You know, but it is true because, you know, I've never said this in an interview anything anywhere. So this is a
0: big brother first and exclusive here on the winner's circle. When I was going into the game, I thought I would be cool with people, but every person in there was going to be a means To an end, Mm -hmm. and before we left the hotel room, when we got, when we you know we in the hotel room for a week, then you get swooped off into the house. I left a picture that they had us color. You probably had to do the same thing. Yeah, and uh, excuse me, I'm gonna cough real quick. They, uh, I I drew a picture with a Superman holding money, and they also gave us Play-Doh if you remember. And I had a little train track set in my room, and I I put the train tracks up on my desk next to the picture. And I drew 15, I made 15 little Play-Doh figures and I put them on the tracks. I laid them on the tracks and I left it in the room behind after I left the room. I know, psychotic.
1: I wish that one of the producers or one of the, uh, one of the handlers would have snagged a photo of that and posted it afterwards.
0: I literally left little stick figure Play-Doh guys, 15 of them, on the railroad tracks. So I was like, I'm running all of you over. And when I got into the house... And um, it's ironic that I'm sitting here talking to you, but I was like, holy shit. Mm-hmm. I really like these people. And and you know, you're building a relationship. You're like, oh, how could you get that close with a person? If you have a friend outside the house, you might hang out with them once, twice, maybe three times a month. Even if you hang out with them for six hours each time, three times a month, that's 18 hours. Mm-hmm. I'm with you every day, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. The amount of hours in our friendship that's built in that house Is comparative to a 20 year relationship Uh and so everything is is accelerated so you get in there and you find out very quickly whether you really like someone or you really dislike someone and Uh i i agree with derek in the sense where i had a very hard time separating game from emotion where i wanted to tell you that i was Uh a cop i wanted to tell you this whole other aspect of my life and it was a lot more difficult than I thought. So I see where he's coming from. But I do agree with your point. Like He doesn't seem like the cutthroat type of guy. Mm-hmm. Like He seems like he'd be going in there to hang out, have fun. But I guess he was trying to be a little bit more strategic than we thought and was really going in there with the intentions on treating
1: every single person in there like a chess piece. Yeah, well, you have to. You have to go into these games and these seasons. We've talked about it multiple times. Ego checked out the door emotions checked out the door. Because if you go in and you start making decisions based off of emotional relationships and relationships that you have of someone that you really, really like, that could end up hindering or blinding you from making the right decisions strategically that can actually further your game. And so that, I think, was a part of what his downfall was. Because I think personally, he got so tight with Hannah that he was blinded by what actual information and what was actually going on in the house. And you can never allow that to happen no matter how close a person is. And after the first time, and I played very emotional, very young, very immature, grow up a little bit, go in with a different perspective, different mindset the second time, you figure out very quickly, okay, I went in there the second time and was like, I know I'm going to be very friendly with everybody. I know I'm going to have great relationships. That's not what I'm worried about. But I'm going to, at some point, have to cut anybody that I'm working with. And they need to understand outside of the house that it was a game. And if they can't take that outside of the house, then, hey, the relationship wasn't as real as I thought it was. And so I knew going in the second time that was going to be the case. And so if anybody is listening that's going to be in the future... Just understand that difference. It's not about going in and realizing like, oh, I'm going to backstab, I'm not going to like anybody. You have to genuinely like people, but you have to then put the emotions aside when you're making game decisions. I want to get into your head for a second
0: because I think this is a real opportunity that I don't, I don't want to miss. And I don't think that you and I have ever spoken about this in detail, but on season 22, you had two friends, people that you were close with, but the bottom line was you had known Nicole for years mm-hmm. and you were still able to make the the decision you needed to make and cut her, which was right. very difficult for you. We yeah. saw that. Yeah, Walk us through real quick, because I'm sure if I were to ask Cody before he went on 16, if he was in the end with a guy who he knew had a very good chance at winning and a girl who had very little chance at winning – who would he take to the end? That Cody, not knowing those people, would say, I'm taking the girl. taking the mm-hmm. girl that I can easily beat. Mm-hmm. So walk our listeners or viewers through the emotional toll it takes on you to make a decision like that. Like that night, yeah. you already knew going into that night what you were going to do, but right. how did you arrive at that conclusion? What really played into that? Because clearly it wasn't purely
1: game. Yeah, Is that fair to say? No, it, def- it definitely wasn't because there the, the game aspect of it is what ultimately allowed me to deal with the emotional aspect of it. And because when when you're making these decisions, like I I went through it with you and, and I played the game the first time and I say it all the time. I played the first time for us first and then anything that came after that, great. The second time I was playing for me and only me. I was playing to get to the end, doing what I had to do, making however many deals. Again, like on our first season, I only had made final two with you. This next season, I had final twos all over the place. Danny, I was trying to mend one into with Tyler, Memphis, Nicole, Enzo. Like I was going all over the place to make sure I was doing it a little bit of a different situation. But then as you go all the way to the end and somebody that was working so closely with with Nicole, she almost became like a younger sister And and like a little sister. And you almost relate it to, wow, I worked so much with this person in the game. This is horrible that I'm taking that from them if I have the opportunity and I'm not even allowing them to get a chance. And so that's what it was. It was almost like looking at somebody who I had bonded with. And, you know, the craziest thing was we bonded on 16, never spoke to her again, and then bonded and then worked together and built that relationship through 22. And that's what made it hardest. But I knew if you want to be cut, if you want to win the game, you have to check all emotional decisions at the door. And emotionally, it was probably it probably was tougher to cut her, but strategically it was the it was the best decision. So you have to know how to balance those or else you're really not going to have what it takes to go all the way to the end, do things you have to do to ultimately put yourself in a position to talk to a jury and confidently say, "I know I deserve this money and here's why." So so
0: to put that in just to sum it up, you're saying on season 22 you were able to put the emotion aside to make that final decision. But to bring this back to what Derek X just said, mm-hmm. you went in there, you developed this bond with this other person
1: mm-hmm.
0: that you probably didn't expect to develop, right? You yeah. didn't expect to meet a dude from Rhode Island and, yeah. and and get close. And so that thing that Derek X is talking about right now, that affected you on season sixteen, where right. you know you're sitting in the final two, you have an opportunity to take the person that you want to take, right? And I think it's very safe to say. That your decision was emotionally based.
1: Yeah. Oh, what, taking you to the final yeah, two? Yeah. You know what I mean? Very, be- very much so.
0: <laughs> your decision very was emotionally so. based. We were like brothers. Yeah. yeah. And you just couldn't, even though you knew, it wasn't yeah. like you didn't know. You know, right. some people say, like, oh, he had no clue. That's how good Derek was playing. No, you knew. And there were other factors that we were concerned about as far as mm-hmm. them throwing a spite vote yeah. to Victoria because we had kind of cut some people near the end. Right. There were other variables to it. But at the end of the day, if you want to break it down, you had a relationship with me that was bigger than the game. Yep. And that was a big factor in you deciding to take me. You knew it was yep. gonna be harder to beat me, but you just couldn't do it because right. of how close we were. Yeah. And so to Derek X's point, there is a lot of truth to it because, you know, me and you you won now I can say it. Yeah. That decision cost you half a million dollars.
1: Yeah. Or four hundred and
0: fifty. And you don't regret it. No. Yeah. But that's because of how close we are still. Right. You know, like so there there is an emotional aspect to it. So what he's saying is definitely true for all future house guests out there. Understand, regardless of how cutthroat and cold you think you might be, spend twenty four hours in a house with someone seven days a week and all you have to do is talk because there's no TV, no movies, no magazines. Let me see how that works out for you if you're able to separate game from emotion because it's a lot harder than it
1: looks. Yeah, I I would say that, that last point that you just made about how you have no distractions. like You can be like, oh, well, I spend so much time with my friends and people don't realize when you're spending time with your friends and these are people that you hang out with a lot. You could and it's just one on one time. You could be sitting on your phone. You guys could be watching TV together, so you're connecting on something other than the bond that you're forming through dialogue. You're maybe watching a football game and then while you're watching a football game, how much dialogue is actually happening? How much are you <laughs> learning about each other? And in the Big Brother house, that's all you have is the dialogue and learning about each other, opening up to each other. And so I think that's a great point. and and there's no way to go in unless you go in and go home early. To play this game and not form very strong bonds in this house.
0: No, it really is, and it's it's good to be said. And I think coming from you, it, it means a lot for people because, again, you you know it. You you haven't. It's nothing you haven't heard before. A lot of people mm-hmm. say, "Oh, dumbest decision in Big Brother history." Yeah. There's a lot more that goes into it than you realize and obviously yes, there is a strategic element to it but um, I think you're a good person to kind of answer that question because of what you've experienced having mm-hmm. that end of it where you based it on emotion and the other where you were strategic and The difference the different ways it can work out. Do we should we get into question number yeah, two
1: question number two?
0: Okay, so Question number two, we asked Eric X. Again, we keep these questions consistent every week because we want to see from week to week how it changes with each house guest. So now that you've played the game, what advice would you give to future house guests? So, you know, any of you out there who are thinking about going into the house and are actually applying, some of you are actually going to get that call. No doubt about it. So something he says right here might be advantageous to you when you get your opportunity. Let's hear what he had to
2: say. Thanks. The first one is always question your assumptions if you feel safe question that assumption if you feel like you know the game you know if you feel like you know where all the alliances are question that assumption and i think it's when i stopped doing that the week that i left uh that's when everything fell apart for me i stopped questioning what who was working with who uh and that's how i missed the whole uh kylan secret alliance thing uh and i stopped questioning my safety which is how i missed the sarah beth backdooring me thing Um, So that's number one. And then secondly, uh, optics over intent. Um, I think that's where my game fell apart the first week where I thought I was just hanging out with Travis. And then, you know, we're just having fun, generally just having fun in the house. And Frenchie thought we were conspiring to, like, uh, take him out. Uh, So we didn't have that intention, but it looks that way. And I see now how with the paranoia of the Big Brother house, what people perceive is what they believe. So I'll let you,
1: I'll let you kick this off. But I know because right now, guys, if you don't know, Derek can't really hear Derek X. And so um, his first thing was question the assumptions. And he said he missed something with the secret alliance with Kylan um, and then with the backdoor plan with Sarah B. And then he goes optics over intent because somebody can see something that's happening. And even if that's not the actual intent, they make it their truth in their own head. So what do you think about that? I love the
0: phrase optics over intent and, and full disclosure, I didn't even tell him this, but I'm actually playing the recording when you hit play in the background on mine now. I'm muting uh, my mic and I'm I'm actually getting to hear it. So all that okay. thing, he just disclaimed all that. I probably should have said that to you. I just figured it out now. I don't know why I didn't do that before, but I'm literally just queuing it up and playing it when you play it. So mm-hmm. I love the first thing is kind of obvious. You know, I thought that was kind of like a softball answer. You know, it's he's thinking in the moment. You should always question your gut. Never get Mm. complacent. Never get comfortable because the minute you do, you go home. We've said that every single week that we've been talking to you guys. But I do love the optics over intent uh, example because, yes, you may be sitting on the hammock literally talking about the new kids on the block. You know what I mean? That's the best I could come up with. I don't know why. Um, Marky Mark. You you might be thinking about Marky Mark and, you know, how much his workout routine is crazy. But – well. The optics from someone sitting across the yard is that you're strategizing. Yep. So for as a player, you not only have to think about what you're saying with the person you're saying it, but how it may look to people watching. And that is something that you and I did very well yeah. where we never got together during the day. We never wanted to be seen next to each other, even if it was just to, to, to talk about sports or whatever, because we knew how that could look. So you and I always made it a point to only strategize very late at night sometimes when the sun was coming up mm-hmm. and only do it while playing pool so mm-hmm. if even someone came out and looked out of the kitchen out into the backyard they would see you and I talking but as we're playing pool and it could at least it created the possibility that we were just talking about the
1: pool table you know yeah yeah i thought i thought optics over intent was absolutely incredible and it is crazy how oh, <clears throat> when you're in the big brother house that is that is a part of the game and It is part of the game because you also do need to be aware of that because you need to be aware, All right, every time the backyard's open, they're over there by the hammock or this group is together. You need to be aware of that. And mm-hmm. so on the flip side, you need to know that for your game, which is what you just said, which I think is a great point. The question, the assumptions, you know, yeah, obviously. It's more yeah. so go into this house and never feel like you are actually too safe. And honestly, just it like my biggest thing on this question, your assumptions. It's like, dude, you nominated SB two weeks ago. She now won the HOH. There's not even like question your assumptions. You should always think in worst case scenario, worst case scenario every single time. And then you'll always be a step ahead. I I will
0: say this, something we can take away from this. This just shows how good of a game the cookout is playing Mm -hmm. because here's a guy who's cognizant of this. And is looking around, looking at the optics, trying to pair people up. And, you know, as far as we know, he never, based on optics, was able to, able to put together that Xavier and everyone else, you know, Tiffany, all these people were in this large alliance. Because in a question he answers later, you're going to realize that he has no clue mm-hmm. yeah. about the cookout. Yeah. Um. So very fascinating, good answer. And um, optics over intent. I'm not going to lie to you, Derek X. I will be stealing that. Yeah. Thank you.
1: Yeah, that was a really good one. Uh, Which brings us to question number three. And uh, this was one that he did not like. But it was, if you had won HOH this week over Sarah Beth, who would be your two nominees and why?
2: I'll get into it a little bit after he answers it. But uh, this is what he said. If I had won HOH this week... Okay, so nominations is hard. Like uh, That's one of my least favorite questions in the house because that's not what's important. The important thing is... Who do you want to get out of this house? Who is your target? Um, Especially this week, if I had won HOH, where there is the roulette wheel in play, nominations have to be – it completely changes who you might initially nominate based off of the, the end target. So I'll say that my end target would have been X, but that doesn't necessarily mean X would have been one of my nominees.
1: Okay, so first things first. That's exactly what we meant. We're not asking you who you would nominate just because we want to hear who the two nominees would be. We want to hear who you're going to target. So thank you for clarifying that for us, Derek X. Uh, But I will say at the end of it, Xavier, I mean... Again, this is a situation where we said with Christian said he would go after Derek X. Derek X did the right thing. Xavier now did that to Derek X because he really heavily wanted Derek X out. And so hopefully we don't see this kind of snowball effect that we've seen now. Derek X wanted Christian out. Christian went put the target on his back. Now, Xavier wanted him out. Kyle wanted him out. Hopefully, that doesn't put a target on on their back because we have Xavier very high on our hit list, obviously, and we would like to see him do
0: well. Yeah, yeah we got we to gotta look like Nostradamus here and have him win. Um, yeah. yeah, I don't know if he answered the question. Like Maybe he meant something different than he said, but you know he did say, you know, it doesn't matter who you nominate. Uh, it really yeah. does matter. It's yeah. actually everything because... Think of nominations as the one window people get into your your mind each week that you win H O H. It's the opportunity for them to see who you don't value mm-hmm. as much. I mean, I unless your, you're totem pole? Ex, unless you're playing at a really high level where you're you're willing to risk putting your best ally on the block, which, to my knowledge, nobody rarely ever does that. Maybe right. once in a while, I'm sure there's some outliers, but I never even thought about putting you on the block as a nominee for like Mm -hmm. a pawn, like Mm -hmm. it never happened. And so it's just too much of a risk. So yes, you have to still think of your end game, but who you put on the block is almost um, even more important because Mm -hmm. those two individuals, if they're not your target are going to be in the house the following week. So you really got to put into place something where you're you're confident that those individuals will not come after you or don't have the capability of coming after you. So maybe if we had the chance to ask him that again we could phrase it a little mm-hmm. differently, he might answer differently. But I would say nominations are very important. But to your point, Xavier was the target this week for him. And so Xavier pushing so hard mm-hmm. and never fluctuating, even when Tiffany really wanted to, he never wavered was a very smart decision on his part because Derek X could have won HOH the following week
1: mm-hmm. and he probably would have came after X. Correct. And so, you know, these are the kind of things you want to see happening at the end of the game because Xavier is doing what we say is very necessary if you want to go to the end and win. You are getting out the people that you feel could be the biggest threat to your game. And Xavier just did that with Derek X. Now, I hope, because you, we find out in these newer... newer um uh, in the next questions, how hopefully that doesn't come back to bite him in the butt. So yep, take us absolutely. into question number four.
0: Yep, question number four. And this is always a good one. I think it always... Uh, this is a question that I love on every season, especially the first part. Uh, who's in the best position in the house right now? And who would you like to see join you next? Who would you like to see go out the door next? And so this was Derek X's answer. Really enlightening. And I think it really explains... What we just talked about on the recap episode as far as Xavier and the one issue I have yeah. with him. If you remember, I said yeah. this is the one chink in his armor. Yeah. And last week I
1: was like, he's a little too likable. I don't know. Yeah. What are we going to say about him? So, just, you know.
0: so you're going to hear Derek X's response. This is a concern that I have for Xavier. And apparently it's kind of in the house too. It's, it, it's, yeah. it's, it's, so listen to what he had to say.
2: Yeah. Um, it's, it's a good one. Best position in the house, uh, right now, it's X or Kyland, in my opinion. But the thing is, so I would just flat out say X. But the problem is, I think everyone in the house says that it's X. So when everyone believes that there is this strong player, unless he really is just aligned with all of the house, I think someone's going to try to take a shot at him. And that's why I think Kyland might actually play – better game where people are already sus of kylan but that's why they wouldn't take him out so they don't think he'll win the game uh so in a way in a weird way Kylan's playing a worse game that's better um and then who do i think is leaving the house what was the second part
0: Who would you like to see following you out
2: oh who would i like to see following me out um I well I would love to see Hannah Tiffer Claire, but that's just because I want to hang out with them in jury. I hope that they stay in the game. Uh, for their game, I hope I really hope that I see X following me out. I know it ruins my chances if there is like a jury back, but uh, for their game, I think they have the best shot if they take out another big player.
1: Okay calling out our boy at the top spot at hit list.
0: I yeah, he is, he is, he is, and um, I'm just hitting pause on my uh, my thing here, but uh, there's a lot I want to dive into here. So first off, we had said the one chink in Derek uh, Xavier's armor is that everyone knows how great of a game he's playing, and, mm-hmm. and Derek X just confirmed that, and it's really interesting what he said because it does appear that Kylan and Xavier are trying to play the exact same game, mm-hmm. and to Derek X's point, Xavier is executing on a much higher level. And that may actually be to Kylan's benefit right? because he's making mistakes. He has made more errors. He doesn't communicate as well. And because of that, people aren't looking at him. They're saying he has a very good chance at winning, but everyone agrees in the house that Xavier is the best position. So if it's down to Xavier and a Kylan on the block one night, yeah. I think they're going to send home X over Kylan because X is playing even better than Kylan is, even though yeah. Kylan's playing very well. So I thought X said a great thing about that. I want to get your thoughts on it. Before we do that, I want to put the detective hat on for a second because I'm starting to put some puzzle pieces together. I could be completely wrong, but I'm going to say it anyways. Little bit of insight. Every interview we've done before jury, there have been producers and other people in the rooms behind these jury, uh, these evicted house guests with them. Mm-hmm. One thing I just noticed one, they're interviewing these house guests remotely. Right. They're not in the room with them. Right they're limiting the amount of people that are interacting with them. That's one. Mm-hmm. And two, they haven't been told directly or indirectly that there's not a jury buyback cuz he, right yep. he still believes right there. Yeah. He still believes it could. I still don't think they're going to do it. Probably the lawyers at CBS but said no. What if? Right? But do do you like That's a good point.
1: It's really they're good doing point. these
0: remote interviews. Usually they'll have some like a handler with you to kind of like from a psychological perspective, talk to you. Don't worry about it. You're in jury. You're fine. Let's have yeah. some, get you some, some snacks, some food. I'll be the one person interacting with you if you need anything. Because when you go to the jury house, there's a house full of producers and stuff that are with you that kind of handle you and make sure you're okay. Right. To me, it looks like they're back in the same setting that they're in as far as like a quarantine. Yeah before
1: they went into the house. what are your give us everything, but I want your initial thoughts on that. So my initial thought is that okay they're in a hotel room but how did they get to this hotel room? They got to go from you know going out there being around Julie um, to leaving. And being in, you know, however, whatever room they're in, I'm sure they have a handler to getting in a car with, you know, who knows who the driver is to bringing them somewhere. And so it's just contact with yes, although it may not be a ton of people. It's probably enough where they were like, I, this isn't good. The only thing that I will say is I think I'm not sure. I I don't know. But dude, hear me out for
0: a second. Everything you just said is right. She, they inter. He interacted with Julie. He's in the car with the limo driver or whatever. He's in. He meets a producer. He's right. Whatever he's doing, he gets back to the hotel room. So now he's technically he's been tainted, right? But he's back in quarantine, so they can test him every single day. Right. And t- right now, if he doesn't have any interaction with anyone, for, he's not going back in the house right now. He's going to be in quarantine now in the right. hotel room again they're going to do the the testing on him probably every day every other day probably right before he goes in technically he's back in a quarantine like he was before he started
1: yeah and the thing that i will say is when we were going from where we were staying to the lot we were in a limo where i didn't even interact with my guy no the windows up yeah you know you know there was no interaction at all so they could clean sweep the whole back of the limo you hop in you hop out and that's it and you know they might have uh, one maybe. person.
0: They might have one person that's six feet from you the whole time, escorting you directly to the room. And even so, maybe the lawyer said, "Hey, as long as they're back in the jury, they're in the hotel room for seven days or ten days, whatever it is, and they come back with two positive, uh, negative COVID tests." We can do the exact same thing to get them back
1: in the house Mm -hmm. like they did to initially enter. Yeah. And the thing about that, it could be the seven-day quarantine. And then the last person, if they're going to do a buyback, could be like a situation where and by a vote of, oh, hold on, house guests. I just want to let you guys know this. So-and-so was evicted from the house today. But, hey, so-and-so, you will not be leaving. There is going to be a buyback right now. And that's where the three other ones come in. Maybe, bro. you Maybe. I, I, still I, just don't don't so. I, I still don't think so. I still don't. I
0: still don't think so. I think that there are things that go but on in television. Right. It gives hey, give us the clicks. Give us the yeah. clicks. But I'm sure there are really like super fans that are watching this that have like no. We've already worked out the dates that are left for the airings, and they would have to do it like this many times because it's a two hour episode in a couple weeks. The, the The super fans probably have already worked it out where it's like not mathematically possible, or it's not likely. But, I, you know, it's cool to speculate and if it does come true, we're going to clip that one part
1: and make it look like we knew it all the, t- the, whole, the whole time. So, Well, um, I will say this and, you know, anybody can speculate all they want. But with, with what we assume is a triple eviction looming or a double eviction, right? there was another scenario that I talked to Tyler about. So on Tyler season in 20, they had evictions. There was a point where they had an eviction like four days and then four days again. And so they've done different things on Big Brother and had different scheduling, you know, for maybe the same show is, is the show is still on the same days, but they've had stuff happen in the past. So anything can go, anything Anything can can go, dude, anything. And I mean, expect the
0: unexpected, expect the unexpected, Julie, Julie Chen right there. I mean. Like I said, I don't think it's likely, but it would be really fascinating. I will say that I kind of remember, I thought Julie always told the jury members when, you know, you're out of the game right now, but you could get a chance to come back. I don't know
1: if like... To get that excitement.
0: Yeah, to get that excitement, that reaction from him. But I kind of got you off track there. What did you think about the initial response to his question as far as Derek X playing the best game in the house, but maybe actually to his fault. Like it could actually Xavier. come back to bite him. Xavier. Xavier yeah. I'm it, sorry. It, yeah.
1: Yeah. It touches on it. Like what, what we were saying last week and then into this week, it was that Xavier might end up being the person that no one wants to be near because they're like, there is no chance I can beat him. And that's why we touched on it last week saying, well, he's going to have to probably win out. We, we went a step further this week and this kind of just confirms it because he's someone that's having the conversations with Hannah, Kyland Kylan, Tiffany. And so if multiple people are saying this about Xavier, you know, it it's not it's not a good point for that to be for that to be said. If it's said early, like it was said early about me, then it was said right around this time. It was said by Bailey kind of right around this time. And then, you know, stuff kind of started imploding. So maybe as the, the cookout alliance starts to implode, it could allow him to kind of reevaluate, adjust, and and continue forward. And so I will say that it's not horrible for me that it's being said, because also if you have someone that's really, really likable and there's someone that's working with you, they may be able to convince you that it's better for their game, for better for your game for them to stay. And Xavier is a very, very smooth talker. So even with this said, it makes me a little nervous, but not too nervous, because I think Xavier's a great player. We're gonna see. I still believe he's gonna have to
0: pull you, and he and near the end, mm-hmm. he's gonna have to win outright competitions. Because I think there's some cutthroat people in there, and I don't see like a Hannah, a Tiffany, even a Kyland. I don't see them taking him. Yeah. I don't see them taking him because I don't think they. Can, I, I think they know they can't beat him
1: right. in the end. Right. Uh,
0: but very interesting. We got our we got our last question, right? Instagram, yep. you want to read this Final one? Question
1: from Instagram. This came from. Marie at Marie underscore Sema. Do you think getting Christian out was the right move? Do you think things would have been different if he was still in the game with the smiley face emoji? Um, So big shout out to at Marie underscore Seema. Thank you for so much for commenting on the winner's circle. uh, And we appreciate it. And uh, so this is Derek X's response to that question.
2: I still stand by my decision to take out Christian. Um, if, if, uh, let's just fast forward. Let's say Christian was still in the game, took out Sarah Beth. Uh, the surface level idea is, oh, well, Sarah Beth is out of the house. So then that means she never been HOA, never would have backdoored me. But in the comp that Sarah Beth won, the balance beam, in the head-to-head battle, who do you think had a better chance, Christian or Sarah Beth? I will put my money on Christian every day of the week balance agility speed those are his strong traits and i think he would have won this hoh if it wasn't sarah beth and if i had taken out sarah beth in week five i think christian would have taken me out in week seven
1: so what i will say to that is i i think he missed a big like, a big point there. And it kind of shows where, you know, he's thinking immediate target, get out of the game. You know, he could come after me, but you miss the part of the game where you take out a big competition threat, you now make yourself the next competition threat. And he did not weigh that into his equation when he was thinking about, oh, Christian's going to target me. I need to target him before he does it because he essentially did exactly what we said was going to happen, took out the biggest comp piece, put the biggest comp piece target on his back, and then was backdoored because no one wanted to allow him to even compete. And so I think that answer to me showed how – there was an aspect of you know his game sense that was a little that was missing a little bit, A little short sighted. Yeah, a little short sighted. So that's little what I'll say
0: about that. I would have liked it better if he said, "Listen, I had to get him out because I knew in my heart if I didn't get him out this week, he was going to get me out next." Because I would have said, "Oh, whoa, he's right." Christian exactly. already told us he would have, but yeah. he was doing it for different reasons. You can't play too far and down the road. It's kind of contradictory because we always say, "A big brother, you got to think three steps ahead," but you also got to think instant right like what's the best thing for me at this moment as you just said, for the reasons, the minute he evicted Christian, he became the biggest comp mm-hmm. beast in the house. And that's not what you want to be this early in the game. Mm-hmm. But in hindsight, even though he didn't fill it all in, I do think he made the right decision knowing right. what we know about Christian now, maybe for different reasons, but he did make the right decision. So really enlightening stuff. My takeaway is Derek X is a great player. Yeah. Um, I said it on, you know, I've said it on numerous times. I mean, on a different season where there wasn't such a power alliance running the house, he might've gone really deep in the game. He's, he's a very smart Guy, but he's got the cookout in his blind spot. He doesn't know they exist. He even said in one of the questions, like, unless uh, Xavier is aligned with the majority of the house, you know, he might be in trouble, but he is. So that just shows you that, you know, what I was saying earlier about optics versus intent, even though Derek X is prepared for it, he has no clue about the cookout. And that's kind of the theme throughout the house. And Mm -hmm. that's why, as we talk about the hit list each week, which, by the way, if you haven't already uh, started watching that, uh Cody and I do a full hour episode, hour and 15 minute episode every single week. We recap the live eviction, the entire week leading up to it, and we have what's called the hit list where we rank our players from worst to the best place. We have different tiers, we give our reasoning behind it. So if you're not already checking out that video, make sure you go check it out. This week's recap and hit list is already up. Um but yeah, all that said, I think Derek X played a pretty good game considering the circumstances couple mistakes here and there, but overall, I have a strong suspicion that we'll probably see him again in the future, because he, he's a polarizing player, he was very well-liked mm-hmm. by America, mm-hmm. and he
1: does have the capability of winning Big Brother, there's no doubt about it. Yeah, the only thing I will say about him with, with, with kind of not realizing the Cookout Alliance was, in the game, he had a conversation with Claire where they started naming them, and so... Mm. You need to really take those conversations into consideration. You have to trust what you are visually seeing. And if you're seeing or, or having a gut instinct about people working together, you got to go with it and maybe not go with it in the sense of like, okay, well, I'm going to target, but go with it in the sense of, well, okay, maybe I am. I'm the biggest threat in the house. If there is this alliance working together. Do do you think they'll go after me? Probably. Let me make sure I can do whatever I can to keep myself safe. And I'm talking about him throwing away the $200 that he was gifted by America to not play in the high roller room when he would have, I think, blown Alyssa out of that competition and kept himself safe this
0: week. Yep, absolutely. And you know. We we had a bunch of you guys ask that question. We didn't ask it because we know what his yeah, response was going to be. Exactly. Oh no, I don't regret it because of this and all that, you know. But he, you could tell by his diary room sessions and everything, he did regret it. You know, you can, he said you can't live with regrets in one of his interviews, but that's a regret 750k <laughs> is on the line, bro. You know, only one other person played. You probably would have won. And you'd still be in the house with a whole nother week to strategize. So hindsight is twenty twenty. but we appreciate uh, CBS allowing us to ask the questions. We appreciate Derek X for the kind words in the beginning and also uh, taking the time to give us a little bit of insight into his brain and how it works. And it'd be pretty interesting if there was a jury buyback and he got to come back in, huh?
1: I would love to see it, but make a call, man. Day, make a call. Make a call to CBS. I'll do my yeah, listen. Well, you know they they skewed the game for me last season, so maybe yes, I can pull they some did, strings. They did cheat for you. Cheated yeah. for me too. Shut yeah, up, they, CBS. Both we're, well, yeah, we're we're the cheaters of the season. <laughs> Um, anyway, <laughs> uh, I, I lost my train of thought. They're trying to replace fart noises. You
0: forgot. I, while you're thinking of your chain of thought, I just want to apologize to everybody. Uh, you probably already know, but the last uh, two episodes, both the recap and this, I have a really bad cold. So if it sounds like crap or I'm coughing a lot and I'm hitting mute and there's some delays, I appreciate you sticking it out because I, I definitely, uh, I'm struggling over here, but it's not Ivan. It's not a good thing to have when you're
1: recording a podcast. Yeah, not good. But you know what? That's what tea and honey is for. Why don't you make me some? Send it to me. I got you, baby. Uh, I got you.
2: All right.
1: Well, I, I can't remember what. What? No I was final thoughts. Say, nothing nah, like no that. No final thoughts. I mean, I really like Derek X. I would love to see a battle buyback. But oh, this is what my thought is. Even if he does come back, you, you know how it goes when the person comes back into the game. Gone. It's only a matter of time. But I will say, Victor went all the way to final five after he came out on the buyback of 18 it's possible but with the the the, he'll uh, probably suffer the same fate he'll go 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 and then not win a competition and and be sent home so mm -hmm. even with a buyback happening i don't think a buyback has ever brought somebody to the end of the game and had them win so
0: no no listen uh, it's going to be interesting to see what happens either way we're getting down to just the cookout and that's when the game really is going to start because that's where all the strategizing leading up to that point now comes to fruition and they get to see who made the best plan going, you know, going Correct. into it. Who so put themselves the,
1: in the best position. The
0: real battle starts. So again guys, we appreciate the love and support. If you haven't already subscribed to the YouTube channel if you're listening to on audio, please do. If you if you're watching on YouTube, please, you know, like, comment, subscribe and if you really really want to help us out, head on over to your podcast platform, preferably apple podcast like the video uh like the audio and also give it five stars it really helps us we're trying to move up the charts we would appreciate it we appreciate you guys joining us here on the winner's circle we will see you next week